Okay, thanks for being here. This is Kevin Conover. I'm your host on Educate for Life Radio, and we are on KPraise, 12:10 a.m. down here in Southern California, broadcasting. Um, I'm I'm out in East County right now in Alpine, and uh, loving it. Uh, but uh, there's all kinds of stuff happening. We just had the the recall election down here in. Uh, California, and sad to say, uh, does not look like um, Newsom is going to be recalled. But uh, I wanted to get the the, the thoughts of uh, Mason Weaver. If you don't know who he is, he has a long history. Um, he was in California, and now he's in Florida. He's a former Black Panther who met Christ after a racist tried to kill him. He's been a congressional aide, a government contract specialist, and a business owner. He served in the U.S. Navy in Vietnam and received the Vietnam Service Medal with one bronze star. And he was actually attempted murder on his life. Approximately 2,800 pounds of steel and iron plates fell on him while on active duty in San Diego, California. And this was somebody who deliberately tried to kill him, a racist. And um, through that, uh, he came out of that. And his testimony is incredible. He's written 12 books. His most recent book is The Democrat Party Hates America. So um, as somebody, as a black American, he has a different perspective than a lot of people do. Uh, if you, if you aren't hiding under a rock, you know that the majority of black Americans typically vote Democrat, but that's not him. And so Mason, uh, thanks so much for being on the program today. My pleasure. It's a, it's a joy to be back on K-Phrase. Amen. Right on. So, so I, I think it's so important to hear your perspective and, you know, um, it seems like there's been a bit of a, a movement positively, um, hopefully, for Blacks and their views of politics. But we here in, in California, Larry Elder uh, got 46% of the, the recall vote, um, which is pretty phenomenal. But uh, sad to say, Newsom didn't get recalled, but that's still significant. And then there's a lot of other people coming out of the woodwork who are saying, you know what, I don't need to I don't need to follow the Democrat Party. I don't need to be in lockstep with what people tell me to do. I can think for myself. And I've made a decision not to be a part of the Democrat Party, um, but that's been your stance for a long time. Um, were you, at one time, were you uh, supportive of the Democrat Party? I worked for Ron Dellums, the Communist Democrat in Oakland, California. I worked for Pete Stark, the Communist Democrat in the Bay Area. I worked for Paul, uh, George Miller. Uh, yes, sir, I was a Democrat activist at Berkeley, a Berkeley Rocker student. Um, I was with them long enough for me to realize who they were. Uh, I got embarrassed when I started working for these congressmen who were working hard to keep black people in poverty, to keep black people poor, to keep business out, to keep the neighborhood. I started noticing, I, I started noticing. Just, you, know, you can't pay attention to be a Democrat. Every ghetto in America was owned by Democrats. Every inner city school that teach kids to be slaves are owned by Democrats. I could not find anything positive about the Democratic Party. I'm a, I'm a Black Panther, I'm a Berkeley radical. I speak Swahili fluently. I was, I mean, that was my party until I started thinking you cannot be a Democrat and think you can only be a Democrat if you feel. Wow, uh, let's expand on that. I mean, that's a really, that's a pretty, uh, you know, bold statement there. You can, you cannot be a Democrat and if you think, you can only be a Democrat if you feel. Break that down for us. What do you mean by that? Well. Democrats are always emotional. They tell you that's not that's mean, that's 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 racist, that's homophobic. That's, they keep calling your name to get to your feelings to be nice. They want you to be tolerant, open-minded. They want you to to be open-minded long enough for them to convince you of their own closed-minded points of view. They continue to work on your. They cannot give you facts to support anything they believe in. Nothing. 
They always give you, but, 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 but. So I got tired of the game. I was a black male. I was competitive. I was strong. I was intelligent. I went to Berkeley in, in less than three years with four degrees. I have a brain. There's nobody out here better than me. There's nobody. I'm a grown man with, with, a, with an ego. So they kept telling me how I was, it was hard for me to be successful because of the color of my skin. And that was, that's only, if I believe that, then why go to college? Why get a job? Just, and, and my only hope in life was to protest and beg white folks and stuff. Every problem I had required white people to do something. I thought it was crazy, I was ignorant. And then I began to realize that I was being convinced like a pimp to a prostitute to serve my master properly. And I got angry and frustrated and I left that, I left it uh, uh, vocally. I mean, I, I, was, I was a leader in virtually in, 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 in that period of time. And I started denouncing this nonsense. What are we doing here? And they attacked me and I attacked back because I was young and stupid. But the fact is though, that, that when you're bold, when we're bold, we always win. We, when we stand up, that's why they want us to be quiet. Because when we're bold, we win. Donald Trump was bold and he won. That's awesome. I love that. And that's really a message that we all need to hear because the culture right now is just, it's shutting anybody down who tries to speak up. It's just constantly just beating them up until, yeah. hey, you know, and really it's, it's, it's a bullying tactic is what it is. It's, it's intimidation to try to get people to shut up. And uh, if we shut up, then we lose. That's the problem, right? We win every single time we show up. If we stand up, they cannot function with us in their face. They cannot function when we're bold about them. They, they have to turn off the lights because they are the creatures of darkness. They cannot stand in our, in our way. We have to be willing to go like the day before Goliath. Goliath will fall to our feet when we show up. Mm, I love that. And uh, so what was it that ultimately caused you to, to what was the turning point for you? Do you remember a point where you just, in your mind, where it became crystal clear, this is not what I'm about, and you decided I'm, I'm leaving it? Or was it a slow process over time? It was a, it was a relatively slow process until something happened. Uh, I was always thinking something was wrong here, something was not right here. Uh, uh, even after I got to college, I was still holding on to things. But one night, driving up from Oakland, California, back to I mean, from San Diego back to Oakland, I started analyzing this God thing, this God thing. Who, why did we end up as slaves? If we had great empires and we were blah, 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 why did we end up as slaves and slave ships? And I started studying, studying slavery in the scripture and in history. I'm gonna tell you what I found, it was profound, that you would never see the people of God go into captivity while they're worshiping God. And we would never see them come out of captivity until they stopped doing what they were doing and began to call on the name of the Lord. And I saw in, in, in history, you would never see the people of God get captured. So I began to think, so my freedom must be associated with me worshiping God. And I started thinking about this Jesus creature that everyone said wasn't true at Berkeley. Everyone said it wasn't, wasn't true. So I had started thinking about this Jesus person. And as I calculated and thinking, analyzing, it became clear to me that I had to accept that the creator of the universe, God Almighty, was born of a woman just for me personally, mm. not mankind, but Mason. That he allowed sinful men to manhandle him, thinking about me. He allowed his holy body to be, to be nailed to a cross because of me personally. His holy blood soaked that cross, soaked that ground. He went into that grave for me, came out for me, went to heaven for me, 
to return for me and call me by my name out the grave. If Jesus Christ did not compromise with me on that cross, mm. that I could not compromise with him on earth. And that on that freeway, drive up at 3.30 in the morning, drive up the coast, I had to accept that was a historical fact that God Almighty came out that grave. That means that I was no longer mine. I was his. That means that my injury wasn't mine. It was his. That means that white guy took to kill me wasn't my responsibility. It was his. I forgave that white kid. I forgave everything I've done. I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And when I stopped at gas on that freeway at 3.30 in the morning, I was a cripple. I could not get out of my car. I grabbed my legs to get out the car with. And I left my cane in the car, left my crutches in the car, pumped gas, didn't pay for the gas, came back out, got on the freeway. I'm driving, and I have to grab my pass lane to pull from my gas pedal to the brick. I could not have, have no hip motions. I drove five miles before I realized I had no more pain. I got home and ran up my steps, three-story apartment building, ran up my steps without any medication, without any pain or any uh, crutches, and busted the door to my living girlfriend. Something happened. You got to either change your last name or change your, your, your address because I'm a son of God now. We can do things God's way. Wow. <laughs> That's a pretty incredible testimony. Uh, so so your, your whole perspective, um, the influence of Christ in your life changed you to a large degree from uh, the Democrat Party. Now, do you call yourself a Republican? Do you... Are you are a part of the Republican Party? Do you call yourself a Christian? What do you call yourself? Both. Politically. I served I served under Trump as a uh, founding member of the Black Voices for Trump Advisory Board. Uh, I campaigned for Trump. I, I, I spent $30,000 of my own money running radio ads on Black radio stations. So I said, what the heck are you doing voting Democrat? I mean, why would you, what Black man would vote for the party of the KKK? I don't understand. <laughs> who would, who Every shooting you saw the riots, every shooting of a black man by a cop and saw the riots on. Well, in black neighborhoods, what about Democrats? I mean, what yep. is it about the Democrats that make you want to get more of what they're offering you? I ran those ads all during the summer for the election. I got a lot of response from them. Yeah, so I'm, I'm super curious about that. Do you feel like there's a turning, that there's a change taking place? Uh, are, are we making headway as far as, because, uh, you know, like you're saying, a lot of times I'm just completely frustrated. I'm kind of like, well, because you're listening to the, you listen to the press, but that, that, that's like being a, a GI back in the Philippines in a jungle and getting all your news from, about the war from Tokyo Rose. You're getting your news from the Democrats. <laughs> yeah. You how the war is going, but yeah. we're winning this thing, man. <laughs> so you're seeing a big change then. Is that right? A huge change. Number one, the statistics are skewed. When I voted in Missouri, I moved out a few months ago. When I voted in Missouri, I lived in a county that had only 1.7% black. I guarantee you, they did not count my black vote as a black vote. They didn't, no one sat at the polls and said, a black man voted. No one, did. they only count the votes in the ghetto, in the hoods. So you get that big number, 95%, it's not true. 72% of black people, thanks to Trump, 72% of us have jobs now. We have middle class, we're middle class. That means we're going to work every morning, paying gas, paying our mortgage. Then our kids want to go to college. We have the same things you have in mind in your heart. And we're voting for our pocketbook, but you're not going to sit there counting. They want you to think it's useless to go to Black people, useless to talk to them. But you talk to anybody with a job. I had a cousin that called me. He was, a, he was a gang member, a blood, a hardcore blood gang member. He said, Unc, I cannot hang out with my friends anymore. I said, why? Are they in jail? He said, no, they have jobs. 
folks, if Pook and Rayway is working in the black neighborhood now, we're doing something great. <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. Well, well, uh, that's really encouraging too. And you know, I, I'm seeing we're seeing on the uh, in the media a lot of black commentators too, like Candace Owens, like the Hodge twins, and and um, you know, a lot of young people coming out too who are yes. who are really yes. informed and smart, and they're sharp. And they're they're making really good points, you know, and so that's super encouraging. So, do you see this as a historical change? Um, you know, we've seen a lot of change over time, but do you see that that as a part of the change also is that there's a lot of a lot of young black members come uh, black people coming into the the media and making an influence in that in that way also. The, the influence is great and it's needed. Um, we can't just tell them no. We can't just tell black folks not to be Democrats. We can't tell white folks not to be Democrats. We have to also bring them to us. Paul said it. You, you got somebody converted. You, you, you got to feed them. You got to. We have to bring them to our organizations. Uh, Republican Party has set up for that. We started a group on leadersplantation.org uh, to bring folks in who are just freshly getting over it, come in and talk to us about it. We're going to have education videos, conferences. We're going we're to build a whole new culture. We, we're not just going to tell them about freedom. We're going to lead them to freedom. That's that's fantastic. Man, I love what you're doing. I can't believe, uh, I just think that's incredible what you're doing. My guest today, if you're just tuning in, is Mason Weaver. And uh, he has had a tremendous impact on everything that's happening in our culture and just moving people away from the De Democrat Party. His most recent book is The Democrat Party Hates America. And uh, he's written 12 books. His first book uh, was um, It's Okay to Leave the Plantation. And, uh, you know, leavetheplantation.org is his website. If you want to get involved with what he's doing, if you want to make a difference, if you want to contribute to what they're doing, if you want to find a way to get involved and make a difference, um, now is the time. Um, you know, we've got the 2024 election coming up and we're not giving up. You know, this fight never ends till we're dead. So, uh, and our God is the God of hope. He's not the God of doom and, and gloom. He's the God of hope and um, God is working, so. How you win the next election is really easy. We will win every election if we vote as Christians. Every election. Take your God to the take your Bible to the voting booth. Put the ballot on the Bible and mark yourself not as a black person, white person, woman, or male or female, rich or poor. Mark that ballot as a Christian. You bring God someplace, and God always clear out evil. The Democrat Party is evil. Bring your bring your life to this mess and get this thing cleaned up. That's fantastic. Now, some people might say, hey, hey, Mason, that's a little extreme to say that. Yes, it is. Yes, so is Jesus. I mean, <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you. I'm extreme. You recognize it. Hey, man, praise God. I'm extreme. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you just say the Democrat Party is bad? Why, why do you have to call them evil? Because you call evil evil. You don't call evil bad. <laughs> we're, we're, you know, look, righteous doesn't, can't form with unrighteousness. Darkness and light, Christ and Baal. Folks, Evil. They have they have slaughtered babies. They have imprisoned people. They went to war to keep slaves. They were the party of segregation, the black codes, the lynching. They formed the KKK. Every demonstration Dr. King had, every protest, every city, and every boycott was against Democrats. What else would you call these people? If you want to end racism in America, ban the biggest racist group in America, the Democrat Party. Then why why has BLM aligned itself with the Democrat Party? What is going on? BLM is, is a pimp group. I had an interview with that lady on Fox on Fox News. I said, what? <laughs> what? I was embarrassed to be there. Where this woman thinks that every problem black people have requires white people to do something. She is a pimp. Her job is to get money. She got millions of books. Whole group is rich, and they turn down neighborhoods. They don't want freedom. They don't want. I mean, what are you protesting about? You're in America. 
the greatest country to be black. There's no country on the planet that black people are doing as well, not a single country. So what, what are we complaining about? What do we want to do? And the biggest problem though, by the way, is white folks. You guilty white people, <laughs> get over slavery. Get over it. I mean, I have to give, I have on my website, on leavetheplantation.org, I will give you a certificate of forgiveness of slave trade. <laughs> you, you can be forgiven. Let's stop this mess. You don't owe me a thing. I don't owe you a thing. Let's get together and build our country back up. And the winners take the winners in these, in these contests about economics. Let's stop thinking that we're that black people are so helpless that you got to stop doing what you're doing and help the poor black folks do something. I don't need affirmative action. I don't need nothing from you, but to get the heck out of my way and get the government out of both my ways. And we'll bring this country back to where it used to be. So, so Mason, I had a young black man on the radio program who, who said, who was saying, hey, look, we need reparations. We need, um, black people deserve this. This is stuff that, that for generations, they were held back. They didn't have, you know, their, their fathers giving them money in their will. They didn't have the ability to, you know, an estate left to them and all this stuff. And, and he was saying all this, you know, this is, he's saying, this is only fair. And he, he was a Christian. He was a young Christian man. And he was saying, this is, this is a Christian thing to do. I would love uh, to talk to him. Oh, what do you? I, maybe I'll arrange an, an interview uh, with you and him on the on the program. I'd be curious. It, I'd be curious to amazing. hear what you. It is amazing. Yeah. Uh, three generations of, of, of my ancestors owned their own property and owned your. My, my stepfather had a sixth grade education and owned the entire block he lived on. Uh, hard work works. How do we get Steve Harvey? Oprah Winfrey or Barack Obama, if this is a racist country against black people. How do we get Tuskegee? How do we get uh, I mean, the colleges? By the way, all black colleges I've known has been founded by Republicans, I'm just saying. <laughs> How do we get these universities? Yeah. How do we get, we're, we're the richest black folks on this doggone planet. We're the healthiest on this doggone planet. This nonsense, it's crazy. The fact that we put down ourselves, think that we are broke. The reason the black community is broke in the hood it's because the hood rat Democrats run it. If you want to get back to prosperity, you'll never see a poor black neighborhood in a Republican district. So ban those clowns, those racist clowns, those, those I mean, it, it took Juneteenth celebration. We celebrate Juneteenth. Do you know that Juneteenth was celebration of the Republican army going into Galveston, Texas to defeat the Democrat army to free black folks? If we, we have to understand the Republican revolution, I call it the, the Civil War, you guys may call it, was a crusade. It wasn't a civil war. It was, it was 360,000 white men dying, fighting their brothers to free strangers. It was mm -hmm. a crusade. You, you had them going into battle singing my eyes. I've seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. His truth is marching on. There was not a civil war. There was a crusade against evil. They knew they were mm -hmm. fighting. They fought evil. They, they, they mm -hmm. changed the world because I mean, God blessed this nation after the civil war because they got tired. The Republican Party got tired of compromising the Cash mm. of Nebraska Act, the Missouri Act, Missouri Compromise. They got tired and said, we had enough of compromising on slavery. And God gave us complete victory. I mean, the, we got the presidency, both houses of Congress, the majority of governorships, the majority of state houses. He, he gave us the complete control and, the, and the, the Democrats left to keep their slaves because they're evil. Oh, I love it. That's something that's become more and more clear to me, honestly, um, is what you're saying there is that this is literally a war. This is not a, 
this is not a, hey, let's all come together and um, talk it out. Um, not that talking's bad, but the fact of the matter is, is that we have to treat this like we're fighting evil, not like we're hey, dealing. You think like talk, just- talking's not bad? You go home the night to find somebody broken your home, beating your wife up. How much you gonna talk to him? Exactly. Yeah, like this, exactly. this is what they're doing. They destroyed our nation. They got our kids dying with just stupid masks on their face in school, breathing in carbon monoxide, and it'll tell you to be quiet down about it. That's crazy. Yep. Yep. It is crazy. That's awesome. Now your first book, leave the plantation. That one um, is really what kicked everything off for you. Uh, yep. You know, with the realization that, Hey, um, so obviously there were no plantations when you wrote the book. So you're not talking about a literal oh, plantation. Explain to our listeners what you're talking about. There's some new plantations. Yeah. 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 I was, you know, uh, the Clarence Thomas hearings, when it was over, I was advertising my uh, video business on K praise KPRZ. And they asked me as an advertiser to come in and record a sales meeting. And my first time in a radio studio at all. And I'm recording the meetings and I'm talking to a gentleman uh, who happened to be the general manager at the time. And um, he said, this class time is hearings. I saw black conservatives. I didn't know there were any black conservatives. I said, how many black folks do you know? And he asked me questions about it. I said, you're a conservative. You have to be on Michael Law's show, talk show in the afternoon. And I went on this show that day, first time in the studio. A week later, your audience, that's why I love San Diego, your audience flooded that station with phone calls. Who was that guy, Mr. Weaver? And within a week, they gave my first program on the air. And after a few weeks on the air, a few months on the air, I started speaking at Republican groups around the area. And every time I spoke, they came up to me with money and said, I want to buy your book. I want to buy your book. I said, I don't have a book. I'm losing money. I got to stop this. I'm a capitalist. <laughs> so I wrote that book. It's okay. It's a leave the plantation telling my story, my own life, how I went through things and how I came out of them, hoping to help somebody do the same. Yeah. And so when you, you know, regarding that book and people staying in whatever it might be, the ghetto or wherever they're at, um, what, what is holding them back? I mean, because obviously they can walk away. Uh, well, is it just a, it's a, just a mind trap? What's going on there? It is. It's a spirit. The same spirit of feudalism. They outnumber the knights. The same spirit of, of, of serfdom. The same spirit of abuse. The same spirit of, of a prostitute. The young girl leaves home, goes to L.A. and get caught up by a pimp. And he still sells a bite on the corner. And every night, the little girl has enough money to fly home to daddy. But the spirit, the fear, keeps her back there. An abusive woman, you call the police, she gets there, she fights the police. Until they've all had enough. When a prostitute has enough, when the Bruce lady has enough, when, when liberal Jews have enough, why do they do that? It, it's, yeah. it's a spirit of fear. See, see, Democrats know one thing. They know it very well. They know how much power it is in abuse. The more abusive they treat Black people, the stronger they buffer Democrat. The worst ghettos are the strongest, strongest hold for Democrats. We, we, walk, we try to get abuse down. And the reason why, Christians, the reason why they're doing that is because they see evil every day. They see evil every day. They don't see God because you're not speaking up. They only see evil. And when you see evil, you try to make it better. You try to appease it. That woman tries to make dinner a little better. Can you clean the house a little better? Because she's seeing evil. They don't see God. They don't see you people. You're Christians standing up saying things. You know, they see you silent. They got you separate in the church from state. They got you calling down in your little community someplace, afraid to speak out because they're going to call you a bad name. That's why we're not winning. We're not showing up. And Democrats know that. They know if we show up, they cannot do anything but lose. They know they'll lose if we show up. They cannot stand for God. 
They, and they know who God is, by the way. They know who God is. We think that if you if you know God, you're gonna follow God. Well, ask the ask the people in Jericho. Rahab said, they know you they know you serve the true living God. Them fools still stood on the walls. Okay. So <laughs> he wasn't crazy. Democrats know who God is. They know the power of God. They did not want you to invoke the power of God by showing up with God in your heart. Wow. Yeah. So so you're saying, um, I, I really think that message right there, I mean, it really resonates with me, is that uh, you cannot be afraid to be get, getting called a name. That's You can't be afraid I of could, that. You, you could, need to just, push, you you just need to push through that. I, I wear a Trump hat every day. I'm a black man. Can you imagine the names I'm called? Yeah, I can't, Can I can't imagine. imagine. Have you ever gotten in a I'm fight called, with anybody? <laughs> no. Has anybody tried to fight Liberals you before? Are, <laughs> Liberals are only brave when they outnumber you, okay? <laughs> and, and I live in a, in a state we can carry legally, so therefore, I, I'm too old to fight. I'm 71 years old. I don't fight anymore. So I don't <laughs> fight fair, but I do fight. <laughs> I don't fight fair. <laughs> uh, I'm too so, old so, so when you when you're talking to the church and you're saying Christians, what is it? What is it you think Christians need to do when you say, "Hey, you know, the Democrats are showing up there, and all these people they're just seeing evil." What is it that the church needs to do that they're not currently doing? Showing up. When they by showing up, what do you mean by walking into the ghetto? What are you talking about? No, no, not just the ghetto. There's churches in the ghetto too. Yeah, but they they just have to act like they believe the word of God. Just act when they when they told the church that you're not essential. But the whole house is essential. When they told the church that, the church said, okay, tell us when we can do it. When, when, they, when they said, you can't have a 50 people in your congregation, the church said, okay. When they told the church that you can't praise God, you cannot praise God in your church. You can't hug somebody in your church, they said that. The church said, okay. I was waiting to find a pastor willing to go to jail. Yeah, there were several of them. I had one of them. I know, on, uh... in California. Yeah, I had one of them on, on the radio show, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. Uh, he he yes. wouldn't. He he wrote multiple letters to the governor saying we're not. Just so you know, we're not shutting down. So, and our pastor, Amen. Pastor Jeremiah, he's uh, he's pretty blatantly, uh, you know, out there. He he does everything. That was my, that was by my the pastor in San Diego. You're right. Yeah. You, see, yeah. we need enough. The reason we won the Civil War, I mean, the reason we won the Civil Rights Movement, because enough of us were willing to go to jail. Mm. And now we're afraid of the jail. So if you're not going to stand up for God, we're not stand up for you. We're losing our battles because we are not acting like we believe God. If we do that, they will melt. Well, this, this will be gone tomorrow if we show up. It'll be gone tomorrow. Wow. Now, uh, my guest today is Mason Weaver. You're on Educate for Life Radio down here in Southern California. My website's educateforlife.org. And uh, you can check out also all kinds of stuff on there. But, but Mason, um, you know, if somebody hears what you're saying and they're, they're pumped up, they're like, man, I love this. I love what this guy is saying. Um, you know, your website, uh, leavetheplantation.org, um, what's, what's on that website where they can get involved? If they're like, I want to I do something, I want to make a difference, what, what can they do? Well, we, have, we have a, um, a site that we have our videos, our training, our teaching, uh, all my books are there. Uh, we're going to be announcing something very important in the next couple of weeks on that site, you have to join the web, the email list. You must get on the email list because they are banning me from social media. Um, it's their platform, they own it, there's your house, that Facebook and Twitter, I lost 40,000 followers. Um, came back, can you get back to them uh, on Facebook? They take out all my videos, that's their job. We're gonna see what God wants to do with this. And I've been sitting patiently waiting for this. Join us on the site, 
we do have, we're going to have classes on, on spiritual, economical, social, and cultural. We're going to, we're going to give you, see, when you save somebody, you got to bring them home and educate them. Mm. Most of us understand the issues. I want you on our site. So when these newly lost people are found and brought back to someplace, we have a, a social place for them to gather without being called names and everything else. So we need you guys to join us, support us, uh, buy the books we want to, but really what I need you to do is put your, your shoulder to the wheel with us and then grind this thing to a halt. Fantastic. Are you going to be involved in the 2024 election? Absolutely. I'm already getting involved in it already. And see, I, my first involvement was, was my own person. I drove 10,000 miles in my motorhome. I drive around all the South, so from St. Louis to Memphis to Birmingham to uh, <laughs> stop at a gas station, chicken fried chicken places, having a debate with people. Are you voting for Trump? Why not? And start debating and arguing and, and, and having, having a drink and sitting back and talking about it. We had a great time. 10,000 <laughs> miles that dog was there. He drove from Florida to Missouri three times during the election campaign. That sounds like a blast. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. That sounds <laughs> good. Truck drivers at, at rest stops. I, had, I mean, why are you voting for the you, you don't like black people? Why are you voting for the party of the same master? Why are you voting for the party of that election people? Why, why are you voting for the KKK, man? What's, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Did, did, so did you? Uh, so did some people change their mind? Did they? Did yes, they write there on the spot? Yes, sir, on the spot because you don't. You can't be a Democrat if you think. I went to uh, Gettysburg. I gave uh, I gave my speech on the 150th anniversary of the Gettysburg Address. I called the Masons Gettysburg Address. At the same time, there was a, a, a rally because they were trying to take down Stone Mountain, a Confederate monument in Atlanta, beautiful place. And I went there, and there was a, hundreds of, of Confederate flags being flying on Main Street. People were protesting. Um, uh, the, uh, the the place, and I had my driver stop, stop the car. I got out. Here's a black guy approaching the crowd of people, chanting, chanting, and I said, "Hey, I want to tell you folks, I support your right to keep your dog on culture, to keep your flag and fly your flag. I support your right to, to be a proud Confederate. I'm just glad you lost the war." <laughs> <laughs> That's great. What they laugh. say? We had a great laugh. We yeah, had a great laugh. Because <laughs> we're Americans. Yeah, we're Americans, man. Yeah, amen. And we're we and we've got God in this country. That's what we got to be grateful for, and we got to keep keep that going on. Uh, so, so um, when you look at uh, you know this change that's taken place and everything, and and we're moving that needle, you know, and you, you said it too, like the Jewish population. What the heck are yeah. they doing? You know, why are they? You know, when all the evangelical Christians and and people like Trump are like supporting the Jews, and then here you've got by far the majority of Jews voting for Democrats. It's just bizarre yep. to me. I, I just- Same reason black folks. I think the Jews, here's my philosophy. I think they're just tired of being attacked. They're, they're apologizing for, for being right. Mm. They have the best culture on this planet. They're yep. 2% of the population and 98% of Nobel Prize winners. Mm -hmm. They are That's doing something right. Yep. And, yep. They, and they've been attacked all, they, all their lives here because they're right. They haven't done anything to anybody, haven't taken us to World War yet, haven't invaded anybody, haven't done anything for thousands of years, but they're still hated because of that promise of Abraham. See, Satan's only goal is to make God a liar. Mm. So when God puts a promise out of anything, change the tax it because if Satan can stop God's words from being true, God cannot lie, then yep. God can't be God. And that's why he hates the Jews, that's why we hate the Jews, everybody hates the Jews, haven't done anything to anybody. And black folks, that's why we're sitting right here serving the dark, serving the dark because of the abuse. The more abuse you give someone, the more they're going to help and attack others on your behalf. 
So we have to stop serving this master and go back and serve the new master. Jesus Christ will come to our aid if we act like we believe that death is real. Mm. It reminds me of the bully in the schoolyard who is who is picking on somebody. Yep. And the kids next to him are thinking to themselves, I don't want to get picked on. So what I'll yep. do is I'll join him in the way that he won't That's direct his attention to me. That's it. That's, wow. that's why the abused woman fights the cop when they show up. They know the cops going to leave. That's right. And that, and then they're, and then they're helpless again. Yeah. And they're that's in trouble. Right. And so let the, they, move, let, let the brother move in with, let the father move. In. <laughs> you see the, these bullies only bully when they outnumber somebody. So it's, it's going to take us to stand up, but they will never give up this. They will go deeper and deeper into our soul. Mm. If you had enough, just show up. The preachers should preach politics in church. The preachers should tell what issue they should vote for as a Christian instead of being shy about it, trying to separate church and state. Nobody's mad enough to separate God from anything. You're not mad enough. If you're a Christian, <laughs> every issue is a Christian issue. Every issue is a Christian issue. It is. You're saved. There, there is no, yeah, exactly. It's not as if God's, God's views on things stop at, at politics. That's ridiculous. And you know what, man? Think about this. Every problem facing God's people in Scripture came from government. Jesus Christ was born in Bethlehem because his family had to go pay their taxes. When he comes back, there's going to be a government thing called a war going on. Every problem facing us in Scripture, Jews or Christians, came from government. Government wow. is Baal is the natural enemy of God. So why are we putting more emphasis on serving Baal, keeping him happy, than serving God Almighty? Because we are facing darkness. We can't see straight. We can't see clear. We cannot hear clear. Show up, folks. Oh, I love it. I love the message. Mason Weaver, that is uh, leavetheplantation.org. And uh, so, Mason, you know, your new book, the most recent one you wrote, uh, uh, you know, very, very bold title here. I mean, all your titles are crazy bold here. But uh, <laughs> the Democrat Party hates America. Um, you know, so so um, in that book, what do you outline as far as, you know, Give us a give us a primer on this book and why it's important for somebody to take a look at it and, and uh, give it a read. I, I just list the things in common of them. They hate black people. They hate women. They hate capitalism. They hate America. They hate the flag. They hate the military. They hate success. That's what they hate. And my next book may be what they love. They love dependency. They love servitude. They love dirt and filth. They love ghetto. They love poverty. They love failure. They will never, ever produce anything that you will find to brag about. There's not a ghetto or Democrat-controlled city. There's not a Democrat-controlled proposal that you like. Not, sing, not one single one. But we still act like they're a raw opposition. These people hate everything about your nation and about your God. Everything they hate. Mm. Wow. They're evil. They're evil. And yet so many Christians are still voting Democrat, weirdly yes. enough. Because they uh, lie and say God wants this. and God, they, they lie on God. And we believe the lie. We believe the lie. And we have to start believing scripture and read it for ourselves. Don't let these preachers read it to you. It's you and God together. Sit down at night and read it and let him talk to you and tell you what you have to do. And when we win, every time we show up, we win. What do you say to the person that says, um, hey, you know, uh, I think, you know, Trump is, is too hostile. He's too aggressive. He's too uh, angry. And he says things that are not Christian, uh, you know. Whereas, uh, as, you know, as opposed to let us board our children, as, as yeah. opposed to that, yeah, that, oh, yeah, yeah. So, or so if they say, 
if they say, hey, you know, Mason, it's not, you don't vote on one issue. You don't just vote on the issue of abortion. Okay, how about voting on illegal aliens coming with, with uh, COVID? How about voting on these inner city schools that no one, not one, that black kids can read and write to proficiency? Uh, you can, what you want to vote on? You want to vote on economics? How, how about the highest uh, unemployment unemployment rate in black community in history? More money going to black colleges than in history. How about every, every you know, we became, for, for the first time, oral dependent. We exported more oil than we imported under Trump. How about the, the 20,000 jobs in North Dakota that Biden took out the first day got in office in their oil fields? How about now, guess it's five bucks a, a gallon in California. Mm. Uh, what do you want to vote on? His, his manner of speech? How professional he looks? How he sounds? His meanness? But you, you know, you're not looking for a date for your sister. You're looking for a president to run the economy right. <laughs> I like that. So, so what do you say to the, uh, the to the black American who says, "Hey, I didn't vote. I didn't. I don't vote for Trump because he's a racist." And they say, "You know, uh, I, I, the Democrat Party is the one that that does does things for for black Americans." What did Trump do, Mason? What did Trump do? I mean, you were close to him. What did he do for black America? Um, as opposed to, you know, somebody well, else. First off, I would laugh and ask, what on earth? Please tell me what have Democrats done for black people? But I just gone through the list. What, what Trump did for black people was raise the opportunity. Black people are not crippled. You, uh, he, across the board, raised the chances for success in America. He created jobs. He reduced your taxes. So you had more money in your pocket. And you spent more money in the streets. And, and everybody took advantage of that. Black people went to work. As I mentioned, 72% of black people are now living in middle class. That's a tremendous increase. Uh, black home ownership is high. Black businesses are high. Uh, we have uh, now have our kids in great schools that get them out the hood. Uh, everything is touched, but nothing for black people, particularly because Republicans never own black people. We don't do things for groups. We do things for the nation and you get your behind in there and take advantage of us there. Hard work works. You know, uh, uh, I, I was advertising, as I said, on Paul Harvey's show. I, I mean, um, um, Steve Harvey's show. And I was, I was hoping to get him to say something about my ad because then I would have called for, for uh, equal time and go on his show with him and ask him a question. Steve, tell your audience how you got rich. Mm. What government program made you rich? <laughs> I know your history, brother. I mean, you went from Louisiana to New York with nothing in your pocket, ain't for a sandwich, and you made it work. Hard work, work for you, for Oprah, all you clowns that are going against them. Hard work, work for you. Tell black folks to get their behind and stop on, you know, if you, if you have a neighborhood where you're selling dope, you're going to have a broke neighborhood. So if, if we got rid of that, and we do it in one night, we can get back to being prosperous. We're not prosperous in the hood because prosperity is bad for Democrats. Wow. Uh, so... So uh, that's yeah, that's phenomenal. I'm I'm so curious to know like uh, uh, why people like Oprah Winfrey or people like Steve Harvey are voting Democrat. Uh, I'd love to put you in a room with them and just hear what hear what they have to say. But it's just it's just mind boggling. They think to me. they're better. They think they're better. They're lucky. They think that that everybody can't do what they've done. Mm. They believe it. Now when I was at Berkeley, I had this mind. I started thinking. My, my first thought on this was, okay, black men need help. That was a thought. Then I started thinking. Jack Johnson became the first black heavyweight champion by knocking out white men, married to white women in Alabama. Charlie Pryor became the, 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 the country western singer of the decade. 
You had you know, everything black men think we can do. We dominate. In spite of white men not liking it. They didn't want us playing football, we dominate. Basketball, we dominate. Singing, dancing, track and field. Everything, selling dope and pimping women in rap songs. Everything that we think we can do, we dominate. Why can't we think we can be entrepreneurs? Why can't we think we can be fathers to our children, married to our, our women? Why can't we think we can build a community without white folks telling us how to build a community? Who tells the Jews how to build a community? <laughs> who, tell, who tells the Irish how to build a community? Where's the German help center for the Germans? <laughs> we don't have a community because we came out of slavery and master gave us our thoughts and our diets. We still look in the master to give us our climate, our language, our, 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 our cultural values. Let's stop and let's form our cultural values ourselves. Let's get together and make this neighborhood, this black neighborhood, a thriving, thriving life on the hill. It's gonna take us. There's no white man on earth that can change the black community, but black men can. Mm. Well, my guest is Mason Weaver today and um, you can check out all he's doing at leavetheplantation.org. That's his website. And uh, Mason, you said there's something special you're gonna be announcing not too far down the road here on the website, right? So yeah. uh, whatever that is, I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> I'm, yeah. uh, I'm signed up for the website for the emails. So if you haven't yet um, just got on his email list, like you, a lot of conservatives are being attacked on social media. A lot of people being shut yes. down. This is all over yep. the place. Uh, there's definitely a war. And so um, the best way we can do, we can is, is stay directly connected rather than trying to go through social media, exactly. stay directly exactly. connected. And uh, that way we can communicate with each other without having to rely on social media. So if you haven't done that, I'm doing an experiment. What? I'm doing an experiment. I want to see if they are bad enough to keep God's word silent. I don't think they are. Okay. I like it. Well, Mason, thank you so much for being on the program today. It's a huge blessing. I love everything you're doing and uh, I'll continue to spread the word about you. And, uh, and uh, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I can get you back on the radio program and get another a young uh, black man who's uh, that I know who's very, very much uh, kind of going in the, in the wrong direction. I'd love to have yeah. that, that dialogue. So I love, love to talk to him. Love to talk okay. to him. Let's do that. Let's do that, man. Let's do okay. it again. Hey, thanks a lot. God Mason. Bless. Yeah. God, God bless you, man. Take okay. care, buddy. Yep. Bye-bye. We'll be back next week, folks. Educateforlife.org is my website. And uh, thanks for being here. I hope you have a fantastic week. God bless you. Bye-bye.